obviously, if you had to pick either a bird or a dog, he should have been a dog. Podcast, an episode by episode recap of the Generation 1 Transformers cartoon. I'm Els. And I'm Spex. Today we're going to be talking about episode number 48, The Search for Alpha Trion. Let's talk about giant robots today, shall we? Yep. We open on Cybertron with some previously unseen ladybots on a mission. In this group, Chromia seems to be leading the mission, with Firestar and Moonracer under her command. Chromia makes a call to their leader to report on kind of their mission status. Said leader is named Elita One. I really like her voice, and after looking it up later, I realized it's because it is the same lady that does Synergy and Gem in the holograms, and I love her voice. <laughs> mm-hmm. She has a nice voice. She does. <laughs> the three arrive in a room full of Energon, and Firestar transforms into a pickup truck as the other two begin loading her up. A futuristic kind of looking pickup truck, but the same concept where they can load things in the back. Mm-hmm. They only take one stack of Energon, despite their supply being dangerously low. Moonracer objects, but Chromia says it's Alita's orders. As they leave, Moonracer turns around to grab more Energon and gets trapped after tripping a laser. And she is suddenly stuck in a glass box and yells for help. Sublime. (laughs) Unfortunate mining. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Chromia tells Firestar to go on ahead while she tries to free Moonracer before a shockwave shows up. (laughs) Because apparently they are raiding his bar. Shockwave, of course, checks the security camera for the Energon storage immediately after this. (laughs) It's like his Energon stealing senses were tingling. Or his female Autobot senses. Are you sexist, Shockwave? Do we need to have a talk? (laughs) We might. Firestar drives past a very, very chunky, incredibly off-model shockwave. It is impressively off-model, even for this show, really. Yep. He shoots at her and does manage to knock off some of the Energon cubes, but she escapes. Shockwave then takes the elevator and arrives to confront Chromia, who is still trying to free Moonracer. Shockwave shoots at Chromia, who merely dodges, and the shot hits the glass box, freeing Moonracer. Moonracer grabs the Energon she had picked up before and then chucks it at Shockwave, causing an explosion and for him to fall over. (sighs) The two get away and catch up with Firestar, leaving Shockwave in the dust. Moonracer begins to apologize, but Chromia cuts her off because Shockwave might be following them. And surprise, surprise, he is, or rather one of his sentinels is. Chromia calls Elita 1 to request that they can return to base. Alita says no because they have company. The flying sentinel. Yes. (laughs) The sentinel is exploded and Shockwave calls Megatron to complain about the female Autobots trying to steal Energon. Trying? Oh honey, they definitely succeeded. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Megatron shows some misplaced confidence in Shockwave's abilities, assuming that he has captured them. (laughs) Y'all are sexist! (laughs) God damn it! (laughs) Yep. Even giant alien robots can't escape it. <laughs> Even giant alien robots can engage in sexism. Cool beats. <sighs> Megatron orders Shockwave to capture Alita One and promises to send some Decepticons to help him, you know, on this mission. <laughs> help him with his, you know, little project. <laughs> Back with the Ladybots, Chromia pulls out a remote that once pressed moves a convenient rock, revealing a manhole that kind of leads into the ground. Yep, manhole type entrance seat deal thing. The three unload the Energon and hop on down into their base. 
where did the energon go? <laughs> because it's definitely not in the room that they arrive in. Nobody knows! <laughs> Inside is revealed to either be rather dimly lit or to be a slightly darker variant on Autobot Orange. And uh, these ladies are at least conscious about comfort, and they've got a chair in front of their computer module. Whereas with Teletran, there's just no computer module, or no chair ever in front of it. You're not allowed to be a comfortable Autobot. <laughs> yeah. So this computer module is where Alita has all of the view screens all the time. <laughs> Which is how she seems to know what's happening before they do. Yeah. But uh, now that all the ladies are together, let's talk about some of their other appearances as everyone but Alita, arguably, only shows up in this one episode. Alita is the most recurring character out of the group in the franchise, appearing in the War for Cybertron Netflix series, as well as a reasonably large role in the IDW1 comic series. She's legitimately terrifying in the IDW comic, too, and uh, not necessarily a good person. She is very competent, and she's the captain of a large neutral ship, but not a nice person. Mm -hmm. Chromia pops up again in the Netflix series, as well as the IDW comics, where she is Windblade's companion and bodyguard. And Firestar and Moonracer have smaller appearances in the IDW continuity as a performer from Cam Caminus. Cam Caminus and one of the diplomats from Velocitron. Moonracer tries to apologize again, but Alita says, you made it back, so you didn't fail. Which, I mean, considering there's only, like, what, six of them or something? I think it's kind of fair. Yeah, six, seven, there's the two there's, unnamed ones. Yeah, there's just not that many characters. I can see her being like, you survived, we're gonna consider this a win. Mm-hmm. Chromia reports that their base's location might have been discovered, and Alita says that she will contact Alpha Trion. Alpha Trion, in the G1 continuity, is mostly a mentor character who does not fight. Remember this guy? He'll come back to help the Autobots later. <laughs> in other continuities, he has kind of varying roles and degrees of importance. Um, oftentimes he is one of the original 13 Primes. Sometimes he is just Optimus's mentor. Sometimes he's both. Pick one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It, it's sort of a mix and match of those, and you're probably gonna be half right if you pick one. <laughs> Alpha Trion's a bit of a, I don't know, a cuttlefish? He sort of changes depending on what <laughs> series he's in. Yeah, it's like, what do they need him to be? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's probably not gonna be a very good analogy, but whatever. <laughs> Back in this base, Shockwave is checking camera footage and figures out that the lady's base is under a pile of rubble. He finds this out just in time for Megatron to give him a call and tell him that his reinforcements will be arriving shortly. The Earth-based Decepticons, well, some of them at least, are getting a field trip to Cybertron! I'm actually betting that these are the cons that have pissed Megatron off today, um, so he shuffled them onto Cybertron so he didn't have to deal with them for a while. Uh, especially considering one of them is Starscream. <laughs> yeah. The other three are Astrotrain, Ramjet, and Rumble. I feel like Rumble is also a very good candidate for possibly might have pissed Megatron off I on a daily basis, I'm just saying. I can definitely see Astrotrain having done it too, considering that he's at least attempted to, like, take over things. Yeah. Twice. Whereas I feel like Ramjet probably just did something dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Underground, Alita-1 calls Alpha Trion, who appears in a giant transparent bubble crystal ball thingy. Don't ask us how that tech works. <laughs> yeah. 
He tells Alita that if they've been discovered, then they need to move immediately. He recommends that Alita scout ahead by herself to avoid detection, but warns her not to use her special power under any circumstances. Alita 1 should really not need to be told this, considering it's her fucking power and she's had it for like four million years or more. <laughs> Do you think he ends all of his phone calls to her like this? Yes, he's exactly like an overprotective helicopter parent. But I mean, this is also just a way of informing the off. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Speaking of characters saying things they shouldn't need to be saying to their audience, Alita One leaves the base and ducks into an alleyway when Starscream and his bros walk past. Ah, uh, Starscream explaining loudly to the other cons that they're there to catch Alita One. Did you get that, kids? <laughs> They look around for the entrance a bit. Uh, including Ramjet just picking out this really tiny piece of debris to look underneath like he thought the, the Lady Autobots were hiding underneath it. <laughs> oh, that's silly. Starscream orders Rumble to use his pile drivers, but Rumble says no, because he doesn't want to tear the planet apart. Me thinks Rumble might be overestimating his abilities just a touch. Maybe. I mean, you don't know what the heck he's had happened with it before. <laughs> Now I just want to see, like, a gag reel of all of Rumble's, like, most spectacular failures. <laughs> yeah. Starscream gets snippy and orders him again, and Rumble acquiesces. Uh, the Autobot's base begins shaking and falling to pieces. Alita 1 begins fighting the Decepticons to distract them, but Starscream orders Rumble to continue. So Astro Train, Ramjet, and Starscream all begin fighting Alita. And she is absolutely beating the pants off of all three of them at once. At least until Starscream gets a direct shot with his null ray. Yeah. She is captured, and the cons think that the base is destroyed. What? I'm going to walk away, not check anything, and assume it's fine. What's the problem? I mean, that's kind of their modus operandi. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. The other Autobots are mostly unharmed, but trapped underground. But not for very long, according to Chromia. These ladies have a can-do attitude. They kind of have to, considering there's been, you know, under ten of them running around on this planet for over four million years. Well, gotta stay positive somehow. I mean, maybe they go and hang out with Ultra Magnus and RC and <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Something. I mean, presumably they're around somewhere or else they're off in the universe. Uh, yeah, like, I love that we get zero explanation of where they come from later, really. At least in the show. I don't know if there's more explanation in the comics. There kind of is more explanation in the comics, what am I saying? Yeah, I'm pretty sure at some point we get shown Ultra Magnus being built, and definitely RC being built. But We don't see Ultra Magnus being built, per se, but we see him on Cybertron as part of the group that's fighting back against the uh, Decepticons on Cybertron. Yeah. Megatron calls Optimus to gloat about capturing Alita 1 and destroying the other female Autobots. Megatron provides proof by showing the captured Alita and gives Optimus two Earth Hours to surrender. Oh, that is such a time limit. Hey, at least he specified Earth Hours. Yeah. <laughs> How convenient. Yep, Optimus is having absolutely none of this and has Teletron 1 track down the location of the Decepticon space bridge. And after a not very good transition into a flashback, we see Optimus as he was about to board the Ark on Cybertron in Episode 1. Yep, Alita runs up and says... She wants to go with him, but he says, it's too dangerous. How is the Ark any more dangerous than staying on Cybertron in the middle of a war? 
I don't know. I mean, I guess if they were attempting to lure away the main forces of the Decepticon army, but... But we're not really given any explanation for what they're trying to do in that episode, so therefore I'm just kind of like, I don't... It seems about the same amount of dangerous, really. <laughs> yeah. Immediately after saying this, the Ark and the area around it are bombarded with missiles, and Optimus wrongly assumes Alita is dead simply because she is gone. He's so straight, you guys. So straight. So straight. I'm sorry. But after four freaking Optimus clones, I refuse to believe Optimus or Megatron on either one are straight. Bye, maybe, but not straight. <laughs> Also giant alien robots. So, so what does sexuality even mean, really? <laughs> yeah. Back in present day, Optimus leaves the Ark, apparently without telling anyone else <laughs> or leaving a note or anything <laughs> what, about what his plans are because a group of Autobots are in the Teletram room trying to figure out what the fuck's going on immediately afterwards. I love this. I love that he apparently left without telling anybody anything. And so all of his dudes are just like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Ironhide, Inferno, and Power Glide head out of the Ark to follow him. Optimus arrives at the space bridge, which is unguarded, and of course this is a trap, so he's transported to Cybertron and captured in a big glass box, just like Moonracer. More unfortunate surprise miming. <laughs> Alita attempts to escape her captors by kicking Astrotrain, but Starscream nails her with his null ray, again knocking her down. He goes in for the finish, but Shockwave has a personal grudge at this point and stops him. Back with the remaining Ladybots in their base, they are still trapped and trying to figure out a way to escape. They land on using the Energon cubes from before to make an explosion, but Chromia laments that surely they were destroyed as well. But Moonracer is like, no, no, I stuck them in the fridge. I mean, this convenient storage closet, they're fine. <sighs> Explaining why everything was... Taking away. <laughs> yeah, apparently the ladies were just putting stuff back as they were chucking the energon cubes down the hole, obviously. Yep. Much to the delight of the others at, at this discovery. So they blast their way out and begin searching for Alita, and Ironhide, Inferno, and Powerglide all arrive at the space bridge on Earth. Mm -hmm. Back on Starscream's ego, I mean, Starscream gloats to Prime about his capture, while the latter is chained up and hanging from the ceiling over a vat of acid. <laughs> Alita begs Starscream to let Optimus go. Well, kids, should I let him go? <laughs> Specify where you want to let him go. <laughs> you think they know this by now? <laughs> of course, Starscream responds with, let him go into the acid. Of course. His method for dropping Optimus into the vat of acid is having Rubble break the chain with a lightsaber. Just as Optimus falls, Alita 1 activates her special power that Alpha Trion said to under no circumstances should she use. Which is the ability to stop time. Which I guess we all needed that heads up on. Yeah, yeah, I feel like we kind of needed to explain what was happening. <laughs> yep. Alita struggles over to the frozen in midair Optimus, grabbing his foot and moving him out of the path of the acid. And this is, like, super funny because, like, she's struggling to walk, right? Because she's using up a fuck ton of energy to do this. But it looks like it required, like, zero effort to actually move Optimus over, and I would love to know how that worked. <laughs> mm -hmm. Alita's time-stopping power is a power of last resort, as using it will kill her. <laughs> <laughs> I just quote someone. Uh why do we even have that leather? <laughs> it's the same vibe, man. Yeah, pretty much. So 
she tells Optimus to get her to Alpha Trion, uh, so he then picks her up and walks out of the Decepticon base. Yep. Which, at this point, he is now under the effects of her thingy, so he can now move while time is stopped, apparently, because time hasn't started for everyone else yet. Yeah, at least until he gets outside and then the glow fades. Yeah. Um... Yeah, because, yeah, Optimus has that special orange glow about him right now, so he is still being affected by Alita's ability until he's outside and, I guess, puts her down so they're not in contact anymore? Uh, Once outside and with an assist from Roller, Optimus loads Alita into his trailer. When time resumes, the Decepticons wrongly assume that Optimus has disintegrated in the acid. (laughs) Which is very quick. And very purple. I mean, not not the S. That's very green, but whatever was in there was very purple. (laughs) And the other three Autobots arrive from Earth at this exact moment. Starscream gloats about killing Optimus, and the Autobots freak out and open up a can of whoop-ass on them for revenge. (laughs) Eventually, this fight takes them outside, where the Ladybots happen upon them and join in. Starscream says, How quaint! The girls have come to rescue their boyfriends. Yeah, well, they're gonna kick your ass, my good dude. Uh-huh. They do seem to pair off here with Ironhide and Chromia, Powerglide and Moonracer, and Inferno and Firestar. With the arrival of the reinforcements, the Autobots begin doing much better in the fight. Meanwhile, Optimus takes an empty highway to Alpha Trion's base, which she apparently knows the exact location of, despite four million years. <laughs> He's not moved. Alpha Trion meets them at the door and brings them underground where he tries to save Aelita. Three seconds later, he says it doesn't look good and that only Optimus can help her. Apparently, when a daddy robot and a mommy robot strive to save each other from mortal danger, all it takes are some crossed wires and matching bits. Okay, for an actual explanation of why... Optimus plugging in until Alita worked. Alpha Trion actually rebuilt both Optimus and Alita at some point, so their abilities basically complement each other. Again, I don't know why he gave her tire abilities and why this was the antidote for them or what the deal was, but whatever. Makes me wonder if Optimus was supposed to have some sort of special ability. And he <laughs> he just have... didn't have enough time to install it, or maybe the Matrix is a special ability? Who the fuck knows? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, heck, maybe it's energy from the Matrix that saves Alita 1. Maybe! I feel like that would be a good argument, but the Matrix doesn't even exist yet. Yeah. So, back with the fight, despite outnumbering the Decepticons at this point, Shockwave has the Autobots on the ropes. Shockwave is busy being a giant-ass flying gun now. (laughs) Of course! Alita and Optimus arrive, much to Starscream's, uh, disappointment. I imagine vocal disappointment. Yes. Starscream calls for a retreat, and everyone but Shockwave follows. Alita 1 shoots the still-in-his-alt-mode Shockwave, who then plummets into the depths below. Well, at least that explains how they had access to the space bridge right after this. Uh-huh. The boy bots and the lady bots all say goodbye. The ladies stay on Cybertron to continue their fight, while the guys all return to Earth. Okay, so as we said, the lady bots do not appear again. They also did not get official toys until decades later, and two background characters didn't even get names until decades later. Yeah, and unlike their male counterparts, there's basically no silhouette or size variety in their designs. So, the only unique things about them are their helms and color scheme, and I just have to jump in. Maybe that's why they were able to have a chair? They were all roughly the same size? Yeah. (laughs) That would make sense. They also feature next to no kibble, so it just kind of comes across as 
sexy lady robots and not much else. It's kind of frustrating, and unfortunately even some more current series have similar issues, but I'm happy to say we are getting at least more female characters in kind of the main series. Mm -hmm. Notably, there's also some really nice outliers with the issues the series started with, like Nickel, Stryka, Clobber, Aileron, Lug, Anode, and even some of RC's most recent designs. Yeah, she has some really neat ones, like where she looks, she legitimately looks like she can kick your ass. It's pretty great. Mm-hmm. But that's all for today, so join us next time for Autobop, Soundwave, and Starscream get a nightclub. That's it. That's the episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gonna get down on that dance floor all night. <laughs> I, I kind of feel like Soundwave might be happier managing a nightclub, really. Like, you know, we ever wanted to retire and not have to worry about he or his children getting shot <laughs> And we have some fanfic suggestions for today. Specs, we will go with yours first. Our first recommendation for today is Rainbow in the Dark by Rebecca HB. It's in the G1 cartoon continuity. It's rated T. It's Gen. There aren't any pairings, and it features the female Autobots. In summary, for the female Autobots during the Great Shutdown, sometimes keeping to the high road means seeking out the depths. Warning for death and famine. Yeah, this is not a... Not a thin, light, happy (laughs) fanfic. Uh, character theme and rack it's based on the female Autobots and what they would have had to deal with during the four million years that they've been isolated on Cybertron. And it's a one-shot. And our next fanfic rack will go to Owls. Our second one is a wildcard fic. It is called Permanent. It is by not underscore whelmed underscore yet. The continuity is IDW. It is rated T. It is slash. Uh, Our pairing is Drift and Ratchet. Our characters are Drift, Ratchet, and various Autobots. In summary, a highly valued Decepticon asset defects to the Autobots. Optimus offers him a job as Ratchet's bodyguard. It's the start of a beautiful friendship. (laughs) It's a one-shot, and it is very fun. (laughs) And by fun, I mean Drift is driving Ratchet nuts for a good chunk of the fic. So, you know, my favorite. (laughs) And that just about wraps it up for us today. Remember to check us out on Tumblr or Pillowfort as AfterSpark-Podcast for any additional information, show notes, or links we may have mentioned. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at AfterSparkPod, all one word, and various other locations by searching for AfterSpark Podcast, such as AO3, iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube, just to name a few. And feel free to send us questions on Tumblr, YouTube, or AO3. Till next time, I'm Spex. And I'm Els. Toodles!